So 2019, we did around 7 million of revenue. Okay. This year, we were on a run rate of 12, but because of COVID, we'll be around 8. Okay. So we're grown historically 30 to 40%. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Francois Gallet. He's the founder and CEO of a company called Amelia, one of Quebec's fastest growing tech companies. They provide the first activity-based e-commerce SaaS solutions for organizations all over North America. And he's made it his mission to help his administrators streamline their day-to-day tasks to allow them to focus on growth and prosperity. Francois, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So it sounds like you're playing in a very hot e-commerce space. Is that correct? Absolutely. Uh, timing cannot be better. Um, Ten years ago, I started a company with a vision uh, that uh, I needed to bring e-commerce to activity-based organizations. In my mind, it made no sense that can, I could not find and buy a swim class at the corner of, uh, of the street and can get everything shipped to my door from Amazon. So I said to myself, uh, the market is going to be no different for those swim organization or soccer organization or YMCA. It's, it will, they will go through the same thing as retailer went. Uh, um, people will expect to buy from those organizations like they buy from Amazon. And that's the bet I made 10 years ago. Problem is that it's much more difficult to build an e-commerce platform for those organizations than it is uh, to do it for traditional e-commerce. Can you name some of your customers? So we have a couple of towns in the U.S., uh, uh, Grapevine, we're in Tonifiri, in Colorado. We have... It's it's a it's a huge market fragmented market of a, a very small organization because they're very local. Mm-hmm. So I do have uh, Varsity Cheerleading Club in the U.S. So Frank Frank, well, tell us about that. How's the Varsity Cheerleading Club that has no engineers use your no code solution for their for their team? Well, it's very simple. It's basically it's a pure uh, SaaS multi-tenant platform. Very easy to use like any other software out there. Right now you can go online and get a lot of SaaS application and you don't need to be a technical person to run it. So what we do is the, is the similar thing as think, think Shopify, but for inactivity, which is much more complex than... Shopify for what? Oh, and activity. activity. Activities. Yeah. Okay, so if you're a, 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 a cheerleading club, 
So your business is selling a cheerleading class, maybe for girls of eight years old, level one. Um, and right now, the only way you're selling it, it's true. Either you have to show up in person, um, you show you need to fill in the form at the counter, or you do it over the phone. And if they're really, really sophisticated, there might be a form on their, their website with, with some payment attached to it. Yep. Okay? So we take that, that market of activity that is not visible, because it's tend to be very small, in, uh, in, but everybody participates in the community. You're probably doing activities. It's either uh, participating in sport, taking enrichment class. Uh, you're doing a bunch of stuff in your community. Yeah, so I, so I understand the product now, Francois. Tell, help me understand how people pay you. What does the average customer pay you per month? Um, it's a transactional business model. So it's driven by the transaction. Most of those organizations tend to be a season-based. So they will have a couple of uh, registration period during a, 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 the year. So the, on the, the platform is split into product. One is Emilia, which is the club, the organization, the, the software. Typically, they pay, they pay me $99 per month, 1% of every transaction, plus uh, 3% of credit card. So okay. most of the money I made is transactional. Typically, I do about uh, I generate about ten thousand a year with a club, but it goes through peaks. So it could be ninety nine bucks, ninety nine bucks registration period. They give me three thousand bucks, um, so it's aligned with their their capacity to pay. Meaning they collect money, and that's where my I make most of the money. I understand. Okay? And over the past twelve months, how much GMV has gone through your platform? Well, unfortunately, with the with with the uh, the the COVID, uh, it's probably around two hundred million, but on the run rate of three hundred and fifty million, so it it adds very a lot. But we're at a we're at a run rate of two hundred and fifty million yeah. uh, across a thousand organization. And um, just to give you the number of potential organization in the US, it's half a million. There's a half a million of park and rec, GCC, YMC, community center, gymnastic, cheer, dance. We've built something very generic, horizontal, generic e-commerce platform. So Francois, sorry, just to make sure I understand this, you've got a thousand customers that have processed over $350 million of GMV, or that, at least that's your run rate, but around 300 yeah. million this year in 2020. On that, just that GMV, you take 1%. So there's 3.5 million in revenue right there, correct? Absolutely. And what was that last year in 2019? Well, 2019, okay. So 2019, we did around 7 million of revenue. Okay. This year, we were on a run rate of 12, but because of COVID, we'll be around 8. Okay. So we're grown historically 30 to 40%. Yeah. Uh, COVID, the, uh, what was the GMV though last year? So this year, you're, you did 300 million. What, how much last year? It's probably two, 250. 250 million in GMV. Okay, interesting. So yeah, very... So you really don't make a lot of money on the flat fees. You're really making most of your money on the percent subscribe, you know, uh, yeah, transaction. 80%, 80% of my business is transaction, except when I move on the other side of the, the, the second product, which is the smart rec product. This is for park and rec organization um, because they are big uh, golf deck. They don't like variable and they are capable of paying. So that's more traditional subscription side mm -hmm. uh, of the business. We convert it into a, a, a monthly. So let's say the parking does a million a year. We'll say, okay, that's uh, 10,000, the 1% is 10,000, plus another um, 1,000 bucks a month because you're a large organization. That's uh, 22,000 a year. That's, so uh, that's 
Francois, just to be clear, so last year in 2019, if you did $250 million in GMV at your 1% take rate, that's $2.5 million in revenue there out of your total $7 million in revenue. So there's still $4.5 million coming from just the subscription business itself, correct? And the payment side. You're missing the payment side. Tell me about that. So because our world is a very complex payment uh, it needs complex payment. Traditional e-commerce, it's simple. It's a credit card at the checkout, you're done. In my world, uh, there's a lot of installments, subscription. Uh, there's even pay me later, uh, pay me at the counter. There's a bunch of... Uh, so we've built Emilia on top of an Emilia, play, uh, Emilia payment platform. So it's deeply integrated into the platform. Uh, one third of my revenue comes from payment. I see. Okay. So it's about, so what, it's about 2.5 million from the GMV model, 3 million from payments and the rest is pure SaaS. Yeah. Something around that. Interesting. How do you bill for the payments? Is that business? Is that a flat rate? Uh, the payment is really transactional also. So basically, uh, a typical customer comes to Emilia, they buy the platform and they, and then we tell them, um, to do a credit card, it's 2.85 plus 30 cents. Mm-hmm. And we bill them to, we, we, we front everything. We have a partner, a payment processor partner in the back where we pay a bulk rate. So it's very, it's very similar to a Shopify payment. I see. Interesting. So we make it very, very simple for those organizations to uh, become an e-commerce merchant, start selling their activity online, collect payment. Uh, and uh, that's, that's, that's the... That's great. Now, have you done all this bootstrapped or did you raise capital? Uh, it's, well, it's bootstrapped from my money and my friends. So over 10 years, it's, we've, we've burned 12 million Canadian over right. 10 years from me and my friends, mostly to build a technology because this is very important. We, we went at it from a horizontal plane. So if you, if you look at my market, it's highly local. Right? It's, um, it's a swim club. It's a, um, a, a um, a YMCA, it's a language school. So I wanted to be able to serve the community, not only a vertical, not just do gymnastic or cheerleading or dance. I wanted to do generic platforms. So along the, those 10 years, this is what I've demonstrated, my ability to have a, a bunch of different organizations running on my platform. And it's feasible because an activity is generic. A class is a class. Yep. Francois, back in 2010, when you founded the company, do you remember how much revenue you did that first year? Probably a hundred thousand. hundred thousand. Okay. How did you get your first customer? Do you remember? We got our first customer with a couple of uh, um, uh, really big sports center here that were really looking to... Uh, in Montreal. Uh, in Montreal, yeah. So the and first you, you five years... or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the first five years was about um, building it and proving it in Montreal. Then we started... In uh, in Canada, and we're in the U.S. for the last three years, but mostly you've not invested a lot of money in in sales and marketing. How we're much did techno- you invest in the in the technology before your first dollar of revenue? Do you remember? Not much. Under we hundred grand. To, yeah, not much. Okay. We were able to because of that to start the business slowly but surely. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a forgotten market. It's a very slow technology adoption market. There's no company funded in that space. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going after them. So it's a, yeah. it's a, it was possible to build that over 10 years because nobody's going after it. Funny thing now is that people are realizing there's, there's a lot of money. There's probably half a trillion dollars spent on activity in the U.S. Mm-hmm. 
but nobody's taking care of that market. So yeah, take advantage of that market, Francois. What's your team size look like today? How many people? 85. And how many engineers? 35. 30, wow. Okay. How many quota carrying sales reps? Three. Three. Okay. Interesting. How do you set their quota? Uh, it's kind of new. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's kind of new. So we've got, because we've got a, a outbound team going after the park and rec organization. And we've got an inbound, inbound team, uh, selling to dance studio and after school program and stuff that it's inbound generated. So we're really at that stage. Now we've proven my product market fit across 20 plus vertical. Now we're at a stage. Okay. Let's, 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 let's get that market. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be in the market in 2021, raising significant amount of money to just my metrics are crazy. So on the end, how, much, side, how much do you want? How much do you hope to raise next year? 20, 20 million. On what valuation? No clue. <laughs> what's your best? What's your guess? hundred million? hundred million plus. Yep. Yep. Um, to just give you an example on the Emilia product, lifetime value to CAC is around six times. On my SmartRec product. Well, break that down for me real quick. What, what is churn? On the Emilia, churn is less than 8% global wise. Yeah. And it's a built-in and there's the built-in net dollar churn in it because my model is transactional. Yep. My customer every year does more activity. They increase their revenue. Typically, an organization, when they put in a million, they increase their revenue by 20%. Yeah. Interesting. Okay? And on the SmartRec product, less than 1%. There's no churn in my business, mm -hmm. which is make it very interesting. Yep. Yeah. Well, do you have, you're able to drive expansion revenue, right? Because you just get them to bill more through you and you make money on the, on the transaction. Absolutely. So it's built in, in my business model. Yeah. That being said, we can expand more revenue, but that's where we're focus is at acquisition. Yeah. Like, so what do, you like spend, a, what do you spend to get a new customer that pays you 10,000 a year? 8,000 bucks. Okay. So eight month payback, something or seven month payback. Something well, like that. you've got to, the, the 10,000 is, is gross. Because the payment side, so think about it. I make about 55 to 60 net overall, 80% on software, 32% on growth. So think about, uh, so 10,000, I make so a six month, six month payback. No more, a bit longer than that because my, well, the, I look at it after, uh, after my gross revenue. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. Got it. But so, is, uh, so what is your payback period? How many months would you say? On the MEI side, 14. Okay. On the smart rate side, 16. That's great. Very cool. But there's no, there's no churn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, hey, listen, you're building a great business. You're in this, what I call the SaaS plus space, multiple business models all working together. You're getting the benefits of that. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Favorite business book. Oh, you catch me right there. I'm not a big reader of business book. Uh, uh, the last one I, uh, the, the, I read is the future is closer than, uh, than you think. It could be seen as a business book or not. Of course. Uh, that's a good one. Number, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, no. See, this is kind of weird. It's no problem. Number three, what's uh, your favorite online tool for building the business? Uh, well, probably Slack because it's the way we connect and have a lot of fun in the company. Um, and Francois, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I'm a good sleeper. I how sleep at eight. Okay. And I sleep, 
and I see very well. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Uh, divorced, but almost remarried. Okay. Uh, two kids, two kids of mine and two from my, 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 and how uh, old are you? 53. 53. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? That I can be an entrepreneur because I never thought I could be an entrepreneur. I used to be a VC and I come from a traditional family where entrepreneurship was the, they're all, all teacher. So I went to school, did my master in finance, became a CFA, started to work in a big pension fund, become a VC. Life was good, made a bit of money. And then something happened with my partners. They get rid of me. And I said, what? Well, I'm not, I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs. I'm not dumber than them. So I'll, I'll build something. Turns out um, I like it a lot. So people, so a lot, I'd love to have started to be an entrepreneur sooner in my life. Guys, there you have it. Amelia.com launched in 2010. They help of folks that do events handle things like setting up the pages, the websites, the billing, the processing, you name it. They help with it. They are what I call SaaS plus. They make money on a pure SaaS business. They had 1.5 million over the past 12 months, pure SaaS. They have a payments business. They did 3 million on and they have a GMV business. They process over $350 million of GMV over the past 12 months, making about 3.5 million there. Total revenue this year in 2020, about 8 million bucks up from 7 million last year. Francois, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. And I love what you're doing.